Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. The sponsor for the Shepherd's Crook Podcast for the month of January is the Shepherd's Crook. Cohorts are all the rage these days, and you've probably heard by now, but we're going to be doing one. It runs from the end of this month through June. We still have spots available. It's going to be a video cohort over Zoom, and we're going to have conversations about pastoral ministry. Uh, If you do sign up, you'll receive a welcome packet in the mail. I'll ask for your address, and you'll be receiving that, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you sign up. It costs us $100. Just go on theshepherdscrook.co and then pay or donate $100 and send me your address, and we're good to go. Also, if you want to support the Shepherd's Crook financially, you can do that either by monthly donations or one-time gifts. If this podcast or any of the articles have been helpful for you in any way, then I would just encourage you to help us out by donating on the donate button at the website. Thank you so much for considering that. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. Okay, episode 74. And I want to talk to you today about the pastor as the manager of his household. Let's pray. Lord, I just ask for wisdom and direction. This is a really important qualification. And it's an often neglected qualification. Many a pastor has been biblically unqualified and has wrongly continued to press forward and press forward and press forward, neglecting his duties at home. And I pray that we be men that are the opposite of that. Not that we neglect anything in our calling with our church family, but that we would see the priority of the family and that we would not be disqualified men because of our lack of home or household management. Help me, I trust you will, in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 4, down through verse 5 in 1 Timothy chapter 3. Here's the qualification as we continue on our series, nearing the end of this series. It's been a lot of fun for me. I hope it's been encouraging and helpful for you. But here are these two verses. He must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? I think this is an often neglected qualification. We hear a lot about it, but still yet, we praise the workaholic pastors. Workaholic pastors were popularized in generations past where men would spend the entire day working with people in the church and neglecting the people within the church that live in their own home. You've heard me say this multiple times at this point, but I once worked with a pastor who was bemoaning the fact that he had never spent time with his children when they were growing up. Now, he was in pastoral ministry this whole time, and he said that he left the house at 6 in the morning and didn't get back till 9 p.m., And I was thinking, where were the elders? Where were the men who were stepping up and saying, if you don't quit this, you're going to immediately be removed from your pastoral duties? And I think this qualification here is so crucial that it needs to to be looked at as if the pastor is having an affair. If the pastor is having an affair, you get on the phone, you get him over there, you talk to him, and you remove him from his responsibilities. If a a pastor is perpetually neglecting his household and not doing what he's called to do at home, he needs to be removed. It's scandalous and it's awful, but it's all too common. So what does it mean to manage your own household, to keep your children submissive, uh, and to do this with all dignity? 
Okay, what does that mean? Well, managing the household. Well, in the New Testament times, a household would include all that was entrusted to the man. So the man was in charge of, of leading his home, taking care of his house, possessions, family, servants, the money. Everything that was under his care was under his rule, and he was to rule well. That's why the word is used when uh, the elders are called to rule well in First Timothy chapter five. It, the, the same thing is the same thing is happening in the home. The, the the pastor is to rule well there. That's why if he can't manage his household, he can't manage the church because it's a one to one. How a man manages his home is how a man is going to manage the church. How a man shepherds his home is how a man is going to shepherd the church. If he does or doesn't do that well at home, he will or will not do that well at the church. So. To manage your household is to take care of all that you've been entrusted with, is to be attentive to the needs of the things that are under your rule and under your care. Toby Sumter once told me that if you ever go candidating at a church to be a pastor there, request to stay at one of the elders' house. If you're there for a week or a weekend, ask to stay at one of the pastor's houses, and that way you can see how he is managing his home. You want to see how he is doing at home. How is his wife? How is his children? I once heard a quote that said, you can tell the effectiveness of a pastor by the countenance of his wife and kids. If you see a pastor, or if you, as a pastor, see your wife and your children, and they're always run down, and they're always tired, and they're never happy, or rarely happy, then you really need to check your priorities and refocus on seeing that they are flourishing. Because if they're not flourishing, then that's the exact same thing that's going to eventually happen in the church as well, where the church is not going to be flourishing either. Remember, how a man's doing at home is how a man's going to be doing at church. An elder's training ground for effective pastoral ministry, therefore, is his household, is the management of his home. When I talk to my son about manhood, and I, I, I encourage him and challenge him about what I want to see built in him and what God calls him to be biblically, I think about these six words, and you may have different words to describe what manhood is or what being a godly man is, but these six words have been helpful for me to just train my son. And these, these are the words, worship, work, protect, provide, lead, and love. An elder is called, like every other man who's a Christian man in the church, to worship God, to work hard, to protect, provide, lead, and love. Now these come from Genesis 1, 2, 3, they come from Ephesians chapter 5, they come from really all over, scattered throughout the Bible. And these themes are there with manhood. Some of these things can be said about women as well, but specifically there's a masculine way in which all these things come out. Worship, work, protect, provide, lead, and love. These are the responsibilities of the elder at home. If an elder is going to be qualified, these are going to have to be a part of his life. So when he's home, he is training his family how to worship. He is teaching them how the worship of God is to be done. And so this includes family worship in the evenings. It includes as you go making disciples. It includes then when you're going out walking in your yard or your field or you're cleaning up in the backyard when the raccoon gets the trash out of the trash can. You're walking around outside teaching and training them how to worship through work. You're teaching them how to what kind of posture we are to have when we're disappointed. This is all of life is worship. And so we're training our children. We're, we're leading our wives in this in how to worship. And then we're also training our, our children and our family how to work. Home is a place of retreat. But make no mistake, home is a place of work. For some reason in our, in our modern idea of the home or the household, we've bought into this idea that home is only retreat. And as men... This is a place that's only of comfort and of joy, and it should have comfort, and it should be joy. But home is a place of work, and we are training our children how to work, and we are working hard, and our wives are seeing this because our wives are working hard at home as well. 
And so we are taking care of the things outside. We're taking care of the yard. We're, we're maintaining the equipment that we have. We're keeping our house clean. We're power washing our house or cleaning our house. We're taking care of the property that God has entrusted to us. And we're showing our children how to do that. And so we're not coming home just simply to watch football or to relax or to sit on the couch. We are home to work. Home is a place of work. And then we are to protect. This is what Adam failed to do in the garden. We are to protect our wives and to protect our children. It's, it would be ab- absolutely shameful for somebody to break into our house and for us to have our wife go and try to protect our family or to wake up our children and say, hey, son, go protect our house. We are called to do that as the men of the house. We are managers of the household. That means we are protectors of the household. And then we are to provide. We are not just to work at home which is work that doesn't make us income. We are to work to provide for our families. Men, this is inescapable. If you have to be bivocational or trivocational, which I have been, or even quadvocational, you have to do whatever you have to do to make sure you have the money to take care of your family. Now, ultimately, God is the provider, but men just work. And a lot of times in pastoral ministry, people are not going to see all the work. You know if you are being lazy or not. And if you're being lazy, if you're regularly watching TV and too much of it, if you're being lazy around your home and your house is not being taken care of because you just don't want to do it, then people are going to see that. And more importantly, God sees that. And so you've got to build an accountability within yourself because you're going to have a lot of time by yourself. I do. And when I'm not meeting with people or studying or whatever, only God knows what I'm doing. And I have to And I have to make sure that I am using my time wisely and not wasting any of it. And I don't want you to waste any of it either. And so we are commissioned to provide for our families. Just don't be lazy. If you're a pastor, if you're a man in general, just don't be lazy. Look to the ant and learn from the ant. So we are to provide, and then we are to lead, and to, we are to love. Men, there's no way to escape that. You, the, there's no way to escape this. You are the leaders of your home. Your family is going to follow you, and so you've got to lead your wife. And you got to lead your children. And that's going to require wisdom because some wives need to be led in different ways than other wives. And some wives' are, personalities are different. They're all called to be tied as two women. They're all called to submit to you. But that's a scary call. And so the way we lead is so crucial because how we lead our wives and our children, again, is going to be replicated in the other areas of leadership in our lives when it, when it comes to like our businesses or then when it comes to the church. And so we need to lead them in such a way that they are coming alive. Ask your wife, how are you doing? Just check up on her and make sure that she's doing well. And then we're to love. The bookends of these two things are worship and love. We're, we're called to love our families and to love our wives, love our homes. If we don't love our homes, then... They're not going to respond well to us. And this is what a wife in particular needs. So learning to love her in the way that she receives love for men can be really hard. Men, it's it, understanding your wife can be very hard. And my wife is amazing, and she is and I just hit the jackpot with her. God has, God has really, uh, really blessed me in the area of, of just having a wife. But still yet, her and I... When we're trying to figure out each other, we realize, man, there, there, there's still work to be done. There's more of my wife to know and discover, and I'm still growing in how to love her in the way that she receives love. And so we have to take this seriously. We have to take managing the household seriously. Because if we don't know how to manage our house, we cannot manage the church. If we don't know how to manage our family, we cannot be effective in the church. So I want to challenge you with this. Some of this is subjective. Because for some people, 
they're going to say, that's good household management from that man. And from other people, they would say, that's not good household management from that man. But here's what we can all agree on. Every listener out there, we can be better. We can, by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and through the help of the Holy Spirit, we can grow. It's 2020. Make it your great ambition this year to manage your household better to take care of the things that God has given you. You may say, Jared, I'm not a fix-it man. I don't know how to take care of the property that God's given me or the house that God's given me or the apartment that God has given me. Well, grow this year. Watch some YouTube videos. Talk to your dad or grandpa. Fix the toilet rather than calling the plumber. Mow the yard rather than hiring somebody to mow the yard. Sweat a little bit this spring and summer. Do something that you've not done. Try something new and learn to manage your own household. Just get better. Take steps each year, each day of growing in being the leader of your home. And as always, we look to Christ. I don't want to challenge you from a place of condemnation. I want you to repent, and then let's together grow. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.